Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, have you been thinking about maybe that you need to enlist the help of a financial advisor, but you don't fully understand what an advisor could do for you? Today, we're turning conventional wisdom upside down with the hierarchy of the value of a financial advisor. This is the Get Ready for the Future Show. And welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future Show all across the state of Arkansas. We are glad to have you with us for the next hour. My name is Scott Inman, and to my left is Candace Stanley. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well for a Saturday morning. And to my right, John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker. Glad to have you along. How are you all doing this morning? We're great. Good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spry as ever. Nobody sleeping in well, on the summertime? I, I don't know that I would call myself spry at my age, but uh, I would say nope. that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to take you back to the, I'm going to take our listeners back to our Monday morning meeting, and I'm going to I'm going to quote John Shrewsbury today. Uh-oh. Yeah, so we talked about summertime. He, he talks to us uh, every, uh, it's a pep talk in the, in the Monday morning meeting a lot I gotta of i got to get you guys right? jump-started, you Get know? you jump-started. He says, a lot of people take summer off. Yep. That's what he says. It's a, it's a time in hate. I took a vacation last week, so I know what that's about. You do have to take some time off, right? You got to regenerate, as you said, but you can't let it last for three months, right? That's right. That's right. And and we have been very busy here at GenWealth. Just in the past week, we had a great uh, mid-year market outlook workshop that we just finished up, and we also are involved in while well, we're finishing up a move in our West Little Rock office. So I want to I want to catch everybody up with everything that's been going on with GenWealth. Yeah, if you have uh, been on vacation for the last three months, uh, if you've taken summer off, you, you might retired. have... Yeah, you <laughs> might have missed... Uh, the fact that we are migrating just a little bit south in our West Little Rock office, uh, trying to get a little bit easier location to uh, access and what have you. You know, traffic on Cantrell is is incredibly crazy. Uh, Scott is is uh, acknowledging yes, that. Yes, I can attest to that. Uh, but uh, we are actually uh, moving to Three Financial. As a matter of fact, we will be open for business on Monday morning mm-hmm. at Three Financial, which is on Shackelford Road, uh, just to the south of the. Uh, 430, 630, Shackelford Interchange, the Big Rock Exchange there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, the building that Janet, uh, I think a lot of people call it the Nickel Building. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's uh, lovingly known as the Nickel Building because if you look at the top of it, the circular deal on the mm-hmm. top kind of looks like a roll of nickels sitting on top of the building. So yeah. if you hadn't thought of that before, now every time you drive past it, you'll, you'll look at it and go, oh, that's the Nickel Building. Mm-hmm. That's it. I always thought it was a tube up there, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I thought, who, who, who offices up there? But we do. Nobody does. It's in where that, they oh, make, no, in the, in the role, they, yeah. It's where yeah. they make nickels. But yeah. we're close. We're, we're towards <laughs> the top. Yeah. It, it's very recognizable, a building everybody, I think, knows and drives by. So that's, that's part of it. We want to uh, obviously increase visibility. We need a little more space. So that's uh, where our West Little Rock office is changing locations. But uh Hopefully our clients got the letter because we sent them a letter out to let them yeah. know about that move, uh, our West Little Rock clients, and, and we just want to let everybody on the radio know that we've got a new location. Yeah, and if you're wondering, okay, I'm, I'm not really sure which one of these buildings that is. Yeah. It is the the Stone Bank and Duncan Law Firm yeah. are in that uh, building as well, and they have exterior signage there. So uh, obviously uh, you can see that from just about anywhere in that vicinity. We'll, uh, we'll put a picture up on Facebook so everybody's got a visual of it. Yeah, I was there wondering you. if you were going to give them free publicity too. I was well, waiting, you know, I was there are neighbors. We'll give them a freebie right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah. So as we also talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on this past week, the mid-year market outlook. We had a great turnout on Thursday for uh, that from LPL Research and the presentation done by GenWealth. Uh, great turnout for that, the GenWealth Academy workshops. If you've never been to one, check out our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. There's always some opportunities to get some free financial education but we know that uh the market outlooks which we do twice a year in january and in june july time frame are very popular workshops scott i I, my takeaway from this workshop is that it's 
less profitable if you cut corners. And here's what I mean by that. If you think about where we are in the economic cycle, it would be really easy that if you've been on this eight, nine year bull run to just kind of cut the corner here and say, right. okay, I'm going to be done and I'm going to wait on the, the the turnaround in the economic cycle and a downturn to come. I'm just going to go ahead and take my profits. Mm-hmm. But the team at LPO Research says, you know, you're going to be actually 10%, 12% behind if you do that. You'll be sitting on the sideline while everybody else is is, uh, theoretically making money based on their forecast. Well, and again, I think it's so important to pay attention to the stage of life where you are and how you have everything allocated in regard to that stage of life. So if you're getting close to the time for retirement, then you need to pay attention to how those assets are allocated a little bit more than, you know, somebody who's maybe in their 30s. Because if you do have a significant downturn, it has the potential to significantly impact your ability to retire or to retire comfortably. And that is the whole reason that we use the approach that we do, the income for life model, to be prepared for retirement regardless of what the market gives us and when it gives it gives us what it does, whether it's positive or negative, to be ready at all times. And that, we just believe that is critical regardless of which way the market is going next. I want to encourage you, if you missed that Market Outlook workshop, they're a great opportunity to kind of catch some of what is involved in that LPL research presentation is to go check us out on podcast and go back to last week's Get Ready for the Future show when we had Ryan Dietrich on. Uh, he talked a lot about what was inside of that research. So I invite you to do that and check out any of the past Get Ready for the Future shows on podcast. You can do that on iTunes or Stitcher. We put them all up there uh, as soon as we can get them up. So as we have a couple of minutes left in our opening segment here, I want to kind of dive in to talk about what we're going to be talking about today on the show. And it's the value of a financial advisor. And this is not to toot our own horn by any means. We want to talk a little bit about what the expectations tend to be and are they what the expectations should be of what the financial advisor can bring to the table when it comes to helping you. So I thought if I get you guys to think a little bit, I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about when you first talk to someone in public, because this is what came up in my mind was, is is obviously having a past career in TV, it starts a lot of conversations about, well, what are you doing now? And and if I tell them, I don't always say financial advisor, but if I say, well, I'm a financial advisor, the next question that comes out of their mouths tells me a lot about what they think yeah. a financial advisor is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Candace, how many times have uh, you been dealing with someone in public and they said, well, what do I need to invest in? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. What's the hot stock, right? Yeah, and then that's, that's not exactly what we do. I think about it as more of like um, like even a phys- your physical health and your financial health, right? So some people are just naturally prone to go and work out and eat right, and they don't need a lot of help with that. Right. You know, some people need a coach to help them through that and do better. It's the same thing with your finances. Sometimes people are prone to do well with it and doing it on their own, but some people need a coach to help them through and, and give them that advice. And it's not more about picking the hot stock or the hot security or anything like that. It's more about, you know, just kind of helping you along and making little changes along the way. I think that's probably the most asked question of us when people know what we do. They, well, what is it that I need to invest in? What's the hot stock? What's mm-hmm. the next thing mm-hmm. uh, that's going to make me a fortune, mm-hmm. right? And that's actually has the very least impact on your overall financial well-being as we will develop in the show a little bit later on uh, this morning. Yeah, so we're talking about the hierarchy of the value a financial advisor brings. And it's in, we're using basically an illustration in front of us that is a, a pyramid. So, and, and I said in the open that it is basically turning conventional wisdom upside down. And, and that is very visual when you look at this pyramid. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we dive in. The value of a financial advisor. If you're thinking of maybe you need to enlist the help of a financial advisor, this can help you clarify what that financial advisor could potentially do for you. More on the show next. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this.
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Taking a step back and a looking at uh, things from a broader view, we're going to give you kind of a recap of the takeaways from our mid-year market outlook GenWealth Academy workshop that we had earlier this week. In case you missed it and you didn't get a chance to, uh, to see where LPL Research think, thinks things are headed, John, in the next six months or now in the next five months or so, in less than five, for the rest of 2018, we're going to talk about what they think is happening in the economy. Yeah, there's a lot to the mid-year outlook, but we're going to try to boil it down into some key areas. Number one is our research team thinks that we're going to be looking at a 3% GDP growth rate. Scott, I love 3%. If we can get 3% or better, that means we're rocking as mm-hmm. far as the economy is concerned. Things are really moving in the right direction. This after, you know, 0, 1, 2% over the last several years. And so 3% and north of 3% would be welcome. So we're very hopeful that that plays itself out over the next six months, according to the research prediction. Also, we're looking at a 10% gain overall on the S&P 500, uh, maybe a little bit more more in some areas, but uh, that is going to be a a good step forward toward the end of the year because we've been kind of in the doldrums uh, since the first of the year, beginning to see a little bit of momentum pick up, and we think that's going to continue in the market for the the next six months or so. So when you think about that, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about a plow horse economy. These are numbers that put you into racehorse territory. Yeah, you're getting to, you're at least beginning to trot. You know, you're you're beginning to run a little bit, and, and that's good. Now, what uh, some things that you want to watch out for. Uh, number one is bonds. Bonds are, are going to be an important part of a diversified portfolio, but you're going to look for flat to single digit returns, low single digit returns on bonds, simply because we're on the other side of that interest rate swing where rates are going up and that's going to affect bond prices in a negative way. Yeah, rate rate may go up, but rate sensitivity on the bond prices uh, could make those returns, as LPL Research is suggesting, low to low single digit. Uh, returns. Now, we've talked about in the past uh, some sectors that LPL research really favors uh, many times, and, and particularly specifically in the second half of 2018. But we want to spend a little time today with the time we have left in the Fastest Four talking about some places that they really are suggesting to avoid for the rest of 2018. Yeah, some things that you might want to come back to at some particular point in time, but now is not the time. One of those is developed countries internationally that issue bonds. Uh, There is accelerating growth and very low yields over there, so that gives you very little margin for error in developed international bonds. Also, developed international stocks. Europe is still struggling. They've actually kind of peaked economically, and so we we just don't see the the positive nature in European stocks like maybe some people do, mm-hmm. but European stocks are, are also on that later list. Long-term high-quality bonds, the longer the yield is, I'm sorry, the longer the duration is of a bond, the longer the life, say a 30-year bond or a 20-year bond, the more sensitive it is to rising interest rates, and we think rates are going to continue to rise, so maybe put off buying long-term bonds at this particular point in time. And the other thing, Scott, is defensive stocks, mm-hmm. not defense stocks, but defensive stocks, things that you would buy uh, like paper products. Uh, you know, a company that manufactures paper products, people have to have paper where, regardless of what the economy is. That is a defensive position. Uh, and Ryan Dietrich says now is not the time to play defense in this last stages of this economic growth. Now is the time to play offense. Yeah, strong companies there, but they pale in comparison to where the attractiveness is in growth stocks. That's, exactly. That's the point he's trying to make there. So some good stuff there from LPL Research. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing for this week. We thank you for watching and listening. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Don't touch that dial. Pop, pop. 
Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. I encourage you to check out our website, getreadyforthefuture.com, to find some resources there, educational resources, also a schedule of our upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshops that you can attend for free. And there's also a way to reach out to us there. We'll also give you the phone number, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355 if you'd like to contact uh, Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and set up your first appointment with one of our advisors here. We have offices in West Little Rock, in Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Shreveport, Bossier City area. So if there, if you're hearing my voice this morning, there is likely an advisor with GenWealth near you ready to sit down with you. And we are talking about today the value that an advisor brings to the table. And that value sometimes when it comes to conventional wisdom is quite frankly upside down. We mentioned in the opening segment, guys, about the pyramid that we're using kind of as an illustration here. And when you think about pyramids, what do you think about? Well, Egypt. You, you Egypt, think about, right. Yeah. yeah, the great pyramids, right? And I mean, I man, I love the travel. I haven't quite made it that far yet. <laughs> I, and I haven't made it out of the country, quite frankly, in quite some time. But I would love to go over and see those firsthand. But when you think about all the pictures you've seen, of the Egyptian pyramids, what's the most important part of that pyramid? When, If you think back to the days they were building it thousands of years ago, the base of that pyramid is the biggest, and that is the most important part. If they built it upside down or they built it differently, they would not have sustained the, the thousands of years that they've sustained and still be able to be seen when we go on vacation and go see them. So, But it would have been a much more uh, phenomenal engineering feat. <laughs> We're not talking about wonders that, right? of the world. We're not talking about Stonehenge, stone. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Stonehenge yeah. is a different thing. They, you, yeah. know, if you feel like you breathe on those things, they may fall down, <laughs> right? right? The pyramids aren't going anywhere. The base of the pyramid is the biggest and most important, and then it goes up from there. So think about that as we talk about the pyramid of the value a financial advisor can bring. It's the the hierarchy. It's the order, but the base of that pyramid is the biggest and it is the most important part. I think it's ironic that the one thing that everybody wants to talk to a financial advisor about Mm -hmm. is the one thing that is the least impactful in your overall financial picture. Yeah, absolutely. So we're not going to start at the peak. We're going to start at the base. And the base is actually something most people don't even think to talk to us about. We have to actually ask questions. We have to say things like, hey, uh, talk to me about average balances and checking and savings, that type of thing, because the base is for the advisor to encourage consistent and increased savings. I didn't say investments. Mm -hmm. I said savings, because that savings for you has to be the foundation for everything else that you have financially in the future. So that has to be the the beginning point. And a lot of people, frankly, as investors, don't think to ask about it. And a lot of advisors aren't having that conversation. It has to be part of your foundation. I think, guys, about the statistics that we have shared before. Research shows that the savings rate, your savings rate has more to do with your success in retirement yeah. than your rate of return. But yes. yet it's the rate of return that people want to talk about as if somehow they can throw whatever they want to at something and get a phenomenal rate of return and get to retirement. It starts on a foundational level when we look at this pyramid with the amount of money you choose to set aside. That's right. Well, let's think about this. It is kind of like choosing the quality of a vehicle by its color. Yeah. Stop and think about that for a moment. I mean, it, you know, what is it? All red cars are more, you know, higher quality than than blue cars or white cars or something. Or they cost you more in your insurance if yeah. it's red. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. <laughs> Truth. So, you know, but but we just have it all wrong because we have been dazzled by the the shiny things of life. You know, we we hear about investments that pop and make a hundred percent return in a month or something like that. We hear about, you know, investing back in the day in some tech company that just exploded and now there's millionaires that have been generated, you know, all over the country as a result of that. Folks, those things are few and far between. 
What really wins is, let's use a baseball analogy for a moment, it's really singles and doubles. It's not the grand slam home run. Mm -hmm. Candace, it's that consistent and increased saving and investing. Yeah, and it's it's consistent and it's time, right? So we're doing it a little bit at a time over a long period of time. And that's what's going to determine your success. So we started off with encouraging consistent and increased savings. And then beyond that, encouraging consistent investments. And, and that is just slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Just keep at it. Continue to do it. So where do we go next? Guys? Well, let's before we move to the next level of the pyramid, I want to hang out for just a second on this encouraging consistent investment. Now, here's what that really means. It's not timing the market. No. It's time in the market, Mm -hmm. consistently being in the market. Because as we've all seen these these, uh, studies that show if you miss the 10 best days in the market, then it dramatically affects your overall performance. And so it is staying focused on the things that, that you need to do. So let's give an example. In, in the Income for Life model, we have even folks who are retired, we have some of their money invested in growth-oriented investments right? because we expect them to live a long time and we need to grow that part of their portfolio that they'll be using over in their late 70s, early 80s, and things of that nature. And so when they're 60, we still have a lot of time and we're letting that money grow. Obviously, it would be, you know, a, a uh, kind of an instinctive thing to say, oh, well, we need to you know, be moving in and out of the market based on daily activity and things of that nature right. uh, because these folks are old and, and they don't need to lose any money. When in reality, the best thing that we can do is to well diversify in that sector and stay consistently invested because everything that looks like a downturn is not a downturn. Uh, Brexit is a great example of that. Yeah. If you think about a few years ago when Brexit happened, the markets fell five, six, seven percent, and then by the end of the week they were back up to where they were before. If you'd moved out at the, the first sign of trouble and got out, you would have locked in a loss and then had to rebuy back at a higher level. That's an example that we've talked about over the years of investors doing the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason. So it is about being consistent and proactive rather than reactive. And a lot of those behaviors are based on fear. Yes. And so that's where a financial advisor can come in and and help you and kind of talk you through that and take that fear out, take those emotions out, and help you make a logical decision. That's absolutely right. So let me back up just a little bit, and people who are hearing that and maybe hearing it for the first time, they may be going, well, what about all this research that you get from LPL that you always talk about? What about all of that? And I think I want to go back and and not to get in the weeds too much here, but when you talk about allocation, because that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about we're going to go after this hot sector for a while and then we're going to totally pull all the money out and go to a different direction. It is about allocation and maybe increasing certain percentages and certain exposure to some sectors that might be more favorable. Well, let's talk about that in depth for just a second. Let's look at uh, the su- a couple of sectors that Ryan Dietrich really is in love with right now, and that is small caps and emerging markets. Uh, he thinks that those two are really going to perform well over the next six months. Now, you know, somebody that's that's uh, a little bit, you know, cockeyed about this, if you will, it would say, well, just put everything in that. Mm. Well, no, you don't do that because all of a sudden you're overweighted to a sector. And if that bet is wrong, if that, that notion is wrong, then you lose big time. So you use that notion to allocate a little bit heavier in those areas. So if indeed it, it pays off, then you've benefited from it. But you also have well-diversified portfolios that are invested in large caps and mid caps and bonds and all those types of things simply because you don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. But really, guys, this whole asset allocation thought process, this is something that comes farther up the pyramid, if you will. It's on our minds right now because we just did mid-year outlook, and it's something people are always asking about. But it does come a little bit later in the process. I think it leads into the next level and how it all works together. Because So if you talk about, and and just to recap, our, our first two, the base of our hierarchy, our pyramid of advisor value is encouraging consistent and increased savings. The second level that we just went over, encouraging consistent investment. 
the next level, we're, we're about towards the middle of the pyramid here, and we've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment to talk about it, so we may carry over into the next segment. But we're talking about financial planning and the value of financial planning. And, and, and all this, what we've just talked about, I think, is tied together by the fact yes. that if you don't have a plan, you don't know where you're going. So when I think about, John, just having uh, a recent appointment with uh, with a, a new client and talking about where they were, where they had their money, their advisor currently, said, you know, I think he does a good job, they told me. He, he, he's, he's talking investments and he's putting my money in investments, but as this woman was already retired, in fact, had sort of been forced into full retirement because it just lost her part-time job, her part-time work, said, I don't know where it's all going. I mean, we've, we've got my money invested there and it's done okay, but we've never talked about the purpose, never talked about what mm. we're trying to get out of the investments. And that's where the financial planning becomes so important. Well, you've just opened up Pandora's box because you use that word purpose with Janet. And, and so the rest of the show is over. Janet's going to talk now. And we'll all right, just I'll see you next week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See y'all later. So frankly, at GenWealth, the financial planning is based on the purpose. I mean, we talk about that. You know, if somebody comes in with $250,000 in their savings account, we're going to talk about what's the purpose for that. Yeah. And if it's there because they're about to buy a lake house that they want to pay cash for, that's cool. But if they go, I don't know, I thought I might need some extra money, then we're going to develop together, all right, what purpose does that need to have? And it might be additional retirement money above and beyond, you know, what, what actually needs to be true savings for them. The rest of it might be additional retirement money. So every dollar that you have really needs to have a purpose. And if your financial planning, which determines your products, if your planning doesn't have a purpose or if you don't have a plan, which is actually way more common, if you don't have a plan, you don't have a purpose purpose, how in the world do you know you're headed the right direction? Let me clarify something, because when you say that every dollar ha has a purpose, that can cause people to jump to the conclusion that we believe that every dollar you have ought to be invested. No. And that's not no. the case. As a matter of fact, when we talk to people about budgeting, we ask them to budget some blow money because we know they're going to yes. blow some money. <laughs> yep. That's just all there is Plan to for it. it. And so you have to think about this in terms of you being in control of your dollars as opposed to your dollars being in control of where they're going themselves. So do you just have a collection of investments? Is that how you see your portfolio? Or maybe you just have some products, but no plan, no purpose. Think about that as we take this break and we'll be back on the other side to continue to talk about a hierarchy of advisor value. If you're thinking about a financial advisor, what should they bring to the table? Have a financial question? Want answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. You've got questions? We've got answers. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the GenWealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. You can also reach out to us over the phone, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. That's our main office number here in Bryant, but it will get you in touch with an advisor. It'll actually get you in touch with Anna Olive. She's our client introductory specialist, and she will pair you with an advisor uh, near you, likely geographically, and also that fits your uh, needs, maybe fits your uh, personality, as we try to attempt to do that as well. Your first appointment with a Gen Wealth Advisor is complimentary. It is a conversation. Just spend a couple of hours talking about some of the things that we're talking about here that relate to you specifically, because obviously on this program, we're talking generally about what an advisor uh, should bring to the table. We're talking about a hierarchy of advisor value. And we're building a pyramid today on the show. We are going to be exhausted when this thing is over. We're laying <laughs> the foundation first. That was in the last segment. The the base of our pyramid, in other words, the, the most important thing that an advisor value are, uh, contains is encouraging consistent and increased savings. The second one, also an encouragement. I, lo I love that we're encouragers. I love that yes. that's, the, uh, that's the two most important things, encouraging consistent investment. Those are the first two bricks on our pyramid. The next one that we just got to the tip of the iceberg with was financial planning in the last segment. We just started talking about that a little bit, but it all goes together. 
you know, one of the things that I think that we've talked about that the expectation for someone when they go to see an advisor, it's all centered around investments. But if you don't have goals in place, and that's really where the financial planning holds its value is after that conversation that I just talked about that that is in our introductory appointment with a, with a new client. We talk about your goals because that's the foundation of the plan is to, Candace, define your goals so we know how to set realistic investment strategies to get to reach those goals. Yeah, and financial planning means different things to different people, right? You know, you may be still saving up for retirement. You may be nearing retirement. You may already be retired. And so that just takes talking down, sitting down and talking it out. We'll look at things um, very broadly. You know, we're going to ask you, you know, what have you done so far? It's going to be, we're going to ask if you do have investments, you know, we're going to ask about budgeting. If you're accumulating, you may need to figure out, well, how do I save more? Well, we can provide you a budget to help you with that. We need to find out what your social security is going to be like or what it already is. Lots of things are going to go into financial planning and it's going to be different for different people. And it obviously depends on your stage in life and then what you want your quality of life to be like in retirement. I think you hit on one topic in particular that a lot of financial advisors don't touch, and that is Social Security. You know, we've talked so many times on the show, there are 86 different claiming strategies for Social Security. And so we just believe it's critical to be able to have a written plan on which strategy to use. How do you coordinate spousal benefits? What do you look at? And many times we see that that actually makes a six-figure difference as far as a lifetime of income from Social Security between a couple, a six-figure difference in the income that they bring in from the program. I want to make a point about financial planning for just a second. Janet, you're you're from the, the Delta, and um, I know several years ago, there was a great uh, deal of, of just activity over there in relation to whatever that, that woodpecker was that they- Oh, uh, yeah, over they, at Brinkley. The, the ivory, ivory-billed woodpecker. Ivory-billed Boy, woodpecker. Boy, listen to the newsman. I bet he did a news story I on that or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. used to get calls to the station that I think I saw it, you know? It's in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. So I think in, in, in society today, a financial plan is the ivory-billed woodpecker. It probably exists, but it's very hard to find. <laughs> you don't see them very often. You don't see them very often because, quite literally, we do hundreds of financial plans here at GenWealth. But before we do a financial plan, we have people bring in all their financial stuff. And you know the one rare thing that they bring in? A written financial plan. That's right. We somebody, rarely see it. Somebody right. else's financial plan. And you would think if the entire industry were doing what they were supposed to do with this, That's right. that people would be dragging in their old financial plans going, yep, this needs to get updated. Mm-hmm. I see people bring in their old estate plans, Yes, you know, their old wills and trust and things yeah. of that nature. And they come in and, yeah, it's been five years. It's been 10 years. It's been a decade since we've done this. You know, we need to update this because some things have changed. It's yeah. funny that they don't ever drag in an old financial plan and say the same thing. Let's let's put this to the test here. Um, in my career, which is now 17 years, in my career, I, I don't know the exact number, but I know without a doubt I have seen fewer than half a dozen financial plans brought in by wow. a client mm. in 17 years. That is an ivory-billed woodpecker. Candace, <laughs> have you ever seen any brought in by a client? No, I'm going on two years and no. Okay. Scott, have you ever seen any? No. John, how many have you seen? I have seen maybe a handful in my 30 years. Put a number to handful. Less than 10. Yeah. Okay, in Less 30 than, years. Wow. Yeah. That's it's ridiculous. It's the ivory bill woodpecker. I'm it just is. telling you. It's yes. ridiculous. And and on the flip side of that, um, Anna, who is our scheduler here at GenWealth, she booked, uh, I think it was right at 20 appointments or so in the past week. All 20 of those people who come through GenWealth will get a financial plan. That is more, the people who booked an appointment in one week at GenWealth, that is more than John and I together, well, then all four of us together have seen in our cumulative careers. Mm. You need a plan. Yeah. And when you talk about the ivory-billed woodpecker analogy, a lot of people think they saw one. 
right? <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. So you can right. confuse it with what are you getting as we talk about the value of an advisor. They may think they have something down on paper, but I'm with you. I see statements. That's what I get. Is, and that's uh, not a plan. That's not a plan. Investment statements, monthly statements are not a written financial plan. Do you have one? Do you have a written financial plan? If not... The first step to get one is to contact a Genwell Financial Advisor at 501-653-7355. But let's talk a little bit about what's in that plan. Yeah, so the way you know if you've actually seen an ivory-billed woodpecker, you have to know what it looks like yeah, right, to be able to recognize it. So how do you recognize a financial plan? Again, it is not an investment statement. Absolutely not a statement. That is not a plan. It is indication of what products you have, but it is not a plan. It is, uh, in essence, it is a a written document that gives you steps that you need to take to achieve certain goals. Now, those goals could be varied. It, it could be anything from hitting a retirement income goal. It could be sending your kids to college. It could be planning uh, to have the right amount of life insurance. All of these things are forward-looking in nature to say, okay, here's where you want to be in the future. Here's where you are today. And here are the steps that you need to take given certain assumptions that will allow you to hopefully achieve that goal. A, a financial plan in our world is a very goals based plan. There are some cash flow based financial plans that frankly will just boggle everybody but a CPA's mind. Yeah. And, and we don't do those at Gen Wealth. We do goals based planning, meaning that we we focus on outcomes. We focus on what the uh, client says that they are looking to do in their particular financial life. And then we build toward that and give them the coaching and the education that's necessary and the encouragement and motivation to get down that road. If you are close to retirement, and we're talking five to 10 years out, the meat of that financial plan, Candace, is going to be the income for life model. Right. When yeah. you talk about what that is, because people don't think in terms of retirement income, they think in terms of retirement assets, and, sure. that, and that is a change in conversation and as well. And it's kind of just where we start. Um, whether you are still saving or whether you are close to retirement, um, that's just kind of the start is, okay, what kind of retirement income would you like to have? And then we, if you're still accumulating, we can backdoor into that. So your plan is going to be more of an accumulation plan. If it's okay, I'm about to retire and I want this income. Okay. It's going to be, how are we going to distribute this income to you and not run out of money? Right. So financial planning is the middle of that pyramid that we are building in today's show. That is a hierarchy of advisor value. Encouraging consistent and increased savings was number one. That's the base of that pyramid, the bottom. Building upward from there, encouraging consistent investment, and then financial planning. We're up to the next layer or the next spot on the pyramid. It's managing expectations and behavior. And I love how these build on each other. When you talk about financial planning, there's going to be some rates of return plugged into that software and we have to manage the expectation that our clients have sometimes of what that rate of return should be. Yeah, you've got to think about this in terms of getting the rate of return that is necessary to achieve your goal without right. taking undue risk. And that's a balancing act, especially when the market is as long in the tooth as it is now in this bull market that we've got. Everybody thinks that that these returns are just the way the market is, and they have recency bias. The most right. recent thing that's happened is going to be the thing that continues on into the future, and that's just wrong, and those are expectations that we've got to manage. Well, and when you think about, we talked about managing expectations, we try to do that on the front end as much as possible, but managing behavior is also at this same level. So managing expectations is on the front end. Managing behavior is at the time that it occurs. So, John, you mentioned Brexit, we could go back to, was it back in 2011 when the uh, the credit rating for the United States, yep. uh, when that got downgraded and, you know, there was, we were at a conference and there were several thousand people there and the next day, there you know, m the vast majority of them had gone home. They were advisors who hit the panic button. Well, as far as our client base at Gen Wealth, we had like two phone calls 
one person was in their 20s and was going, teach me what in the world is going on. And the other person was kind of in a panic. When we taught them, here's how you respond to this. Here's how we built your plan. Because there's always going to be a Brexit. There's always going to be a credit score change. Whatever, you know, we talk about the crisis du jour. Pick your label. It doesn't matter what they call it, whether it's Brexit or something else. There's always going to be a crisis du jour. So your plan has to be built for that. And you have to learn how to not react just because of the crisis du jour, how to rely on your plan. Quite frankly, this comes down to emotion when it comes to behavior. And I understand that because I'm going to be emotional about my own money, John. I'm going to probably at some point need you to come in and go, oh, 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 don't do that. Right? Yeah, that's why at GenWealth, we, our financial advisors have financial advisors. That's right. And because I don't think you can be truly independent about somebody else's money if you're in the emotional game right. yourself. And so you've got to be thinking about this from a clearly objective viewpoint for you to be able to succeed. So we've got about four more on our pyramid to discuss, and we have one more segment to do it. So hang on, the hierarchy of advisor value. That discussion continues on the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Scott Inman along with John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker, Candace Stanley. Glad to have you with us on the Get Ready for the Future show on this Saturday morning all across Arkansas. Talking today in our final segment as we wrap up, a hierarchy of advisor value. We're building a pyramid with the most important pieces, of course, at the base. Building that pyramid means the foundation has to be the strongest. The foundation has to be the most important. And if you missed any of the pieces of this building of the pyramid, we want to reference you or or send you to our Facebook page, GenWealth Financial Advisors. Like our page. And while you're there, we're going to have this up, John, for people to see uh, because we realize when we talk on the radio, this illustration, sometimes they're going to miss some of the pieces, even though we're talking about them. Yeah, picture's worth a thousand words. So sure. you can take this uh, and and go to the Facebook page and pull it up and follow along if you'd like, or uh, just study it and, and understand what's really important in your relationship with your financial advisor. Yeah, and I think it, it is a, a very important uh, illustration. It's also a very important show we're doing today because that is something that I think there's confusion about out there for sure. As people try to decide, well, I may need to enlist the help of a financial advisor. I've got all this out there that I need to figure out where I'm going, what I'm doing, uh, and even the investment part of that. But sometimes they don't really understand what an advisor should be doing for them. And quite frankly, I think as we've highlighted in this program today, that not all advisors are doing all of these things, particularly the financial planning, which was the middle of our pyramid. We are now down to the final four. No, not basketball. The final four layers on our pyramid. <laughs> and we've talked a little bit about this, but we're gonna we're gonna bring in this layer. It's asset allocation. And we and we did talk about this a little bit, John, but the importance of, you know, would you rather go for broke and try to get that hot tip and try to get that perfect investment, which by the way doesn't exist. There are no perfect investments, but a lot of people think that we know something that nobody else knows as far as there's this hidden investment out there that I can't find on my own, but this financial advisor's got it in his back pocket. And that's just not the case. Janet, you had a conversation with a client one time uh, that uh, really (laughs) kind of of came along these these lines. If if we had that perfect investment, don't you think we would be using it? Ironically, I had that conversation again this week. I think I've only had it twice in my career um, exactly like this. But um, there is a a well-known financial guru who talks about being able to get 12% mutual funds. Like Mm -hmm. they are out there in abundance and that's what everybody is told, you know, just go get them. And while there are mutual funds that have done that and that have done that on many occasions, you can't get into one and know I'm going to get 12% every year from now till Jesus comes. This is not how they work. Well, as a matter of fact, you can get into one and know that you won't get 12% every year. That's right. And so this gentleman, the first time I went through the story, this gentleman was sitting there just frankly adamant that they do exist 
and you're like keeping them in the back closet, hiding them from me. And I, and I took a moment and I said, listen, let's pretend for just a moment that I am not a financial advisor. Let's pretend that I'm a zookeeper and I have an actual real life unicorn. If I had a unicorn, would I keep it way back at the back in a cage where you couldn't even see it? Or would I tell the whole world, guess what? The zoo has unicorns. Come see them. Come pay us to come see our unicorn. And he went, you tell the whole world. And I went, exactly. And if we had mutual funds, the world, not just we at GenWealth, if, if we had mutual funds that were doing exactly that all the time, We'd use them. And by the way, we have access to everything that's out there. So it's not like we just can't get it. It's not out there. It's a unicorn. Yeah, it is a unicorn. And and really, asset allocation is is really about being sure that you are using what the market is giving you and spreading your risk out, being able to diversify and, and take advantage of the things that the market is, is giving you at any particular point in time. And that is a role that a financial advisor plays. But I will tell you that asset allocation is, is not necessarily uh, really high on the list of things that really impact the outcome of your finances. Yeah, as we get down the line on these final few topics, that's going to be the case. Again, we're building a hierarchy, building a pyramid of advisor value. So the things we talked about earlier in the show are the more important things. Now, they are certainly pieces of the puzzle. And the next piece in that puzzle is managing costs and fees. And and I think this is important to talk about because of its place on the pyramid, because I think there is this school of thought and I don't want to pigeon anybody into certain areas of life, but it tends to be among younger investors very often that if you get low-cost ETFs and you just track these indexes, right? That's yep. the most uh, the cheapest investment out there. I'm not going to be paying fees at all that that's the way to go. But it actually on the hierarchy of advisor value as far as getting you in low-cost investments is very low on importance. Well, Scott, I'm going to blame your your former career in in terms of – go ahead. We do it all the time. The former profession that you have because the media can, can actually quantify fees. Yeah. And they villainized fees. Yeah. Fees are yeah. necessary. But even the folks who regulate our industry, the folks that were promoting the, the fiduciary rule that is now defunct, the Department of Labor – said, and the SEC, who's working on their best interest rules, says that costs are a factor, not the factor. Hear that. Cost is not the factor. You're really selling yourself short if you look at cost. And the analogy that we make is that when you come to GenWealth for your financial planning appointment, Candace, how many folks have shown up uh, to see you on a bicycle? Oh, yeah, I haven't had one of those yet either. They don't show up on no, a bicycle. No, another unicorn. Although <laughs> that is the cheapest form of transportation that they could have other than just coming here on foot. Right. Right? So it is not necessarily cost. It is value. You did not consider all the that it was all about cost when you chose your mode of transportation. You know, neither do very many of them show, well, any of them show up in the most expensive. I don't know what that would be, but, you know, pick some ridiculously expensive vehicle a Bugatti they're they're not showing up in a Bugatti you yeah. know it's not happening we don't have Lamborghinis in the parking lot okay not that we would turn you away but there aren't very many of those who come up here <laughs> I'd drive your car for yeah. you while you were sitting right. with Janet for that financial plan that's so. right but so the the deal is they're not picking the most expensive or the least expensive mm-hmm. they're getting somewhere in between and getting the level of quality and yeah. the mm-hmm. features and benefits that they want in that vehicle and the same needs to be true of your investments. It doesn't have to be the most expensive. It doesn't need to be the least expensive because you want some features and benefits to go along with that. Yeah, fees, they need to be reasonable, but they yes. don't need to be the whole focus on just making the decision of whether to work with an advisor or not. You know, you can you can invest for cheap, 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 but you're not going to get an advisor when you do that. You know, I, I got a different perspective on this this week than what I'd ever had. I sat down with someone whom I, I know personally, and we started talking about investments, and they were just unfamiliar with how cost works for a mutual fund. So I started walking through all the explanation, and the, the very honest question was, well, does it 
does it make sense? I mean, with that, with that cost up front, does it make sense to do that? Or should I just, you know, put it in the bank and, and maybe get 2% on a CD? I mean, which way would I have more? And, and I understand the question because initially when you, I, I think it's an issue of just not understanding. You've got to look at what you, you have the potential to net. Mm-hmm. And, and while, you know, past performance is not indicative of future results, if you look at those net returns in the past, you've got to realize that is after the expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what's important to understand how it works. Look, if you had one investment that charged a, a 2% return, uh, 2% cost, let's say, and you had another investment that charged Charge point two. If that's all you knew, you charge. You would take the point two, right? As opposed to the two percent. But if you then look at what's the return on those investments, yes. if the return on the cheaper investment is way less than what the return on the higher investment is, mm-hmm. then clearly you would choose the one that costs more because cost is an issue only in the absence of value. And that that's is, right. yeah, that is what I was going to bring it back to. Your, it's where is your focus? And when you talk about that conversation, Janet, that you had, the focus was on the upfront cost. Yes. What it was going to cost initially, not on the value that it could mm-hmm. bring potentially long-term. So that's what I think this is really, uh, the place in the pyramid is it is of least, in one of the one of the factors that is of least importance in advisor uh, value, but it is about the value that it brings. So I don't want to confuse that. Managing costs and fees means that if the costs and fees or are appropriate in the presence of value, that it can bring all these other things that are underneath the pyramid that, that an advisor should bring to the table. So we got just a couple left. We may not hit them all, but well, actually, there's only two left. So the next one of uh, at the top of the pyramid in the hierarchy of advisor value is portfolio rebalancing, and certainly it's something we do, something that needs to be done. But again, it finds its place near the top of the pyramid, not the bottom. Yeah, portfolio rebalancing is really kind of perfunctory around here. Yeah. We, we do it. It's it's a, it's a no-brainer. Sometimes if you're rebalancing a portfolio in a uh, after-tax account, you may generate some capital gains or you may generate some gain that you have to pay tax on. But that is part of the 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 game plan that you're running here because basically it's if you're paying taxes then guess what you're, you're probably making money making money yeah. so so portfolio rebalancing is something that we do on an active basis the last one i want to spend some time on scott is this whole idea of security selection the investment selection i'm going to find that that one investment that's going to take me to the top and folks that just does not exist it, there is no perfect investment out there security selection of a portfolio has absolutely the least amount to do with that portfolio's overall performance long term. Now, you may get a pop in a short term, but you're not going to get that pop over and over and over again. And I think that's what a lot of people have completely upside down in this pyramid. Just a few seconds left on the program. If you want to see that hierarchy of advisor value, again, go to our Facebook page, like it, Wealth Financial Advisors. You can search for it there, like the page, and see that illustration. And if you'd like to set up your first appointment with a Wealth Advisor, 501-653-7355. That's all the time we have on this week's program. Join us again next week, same time, on Saturday morning. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Easy.